Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions, and I'm talking with Brad Lockhart from Dryland at Bellingham Band. Bellingham has a special place to me. Uh, I, I did college radio of it, KUGS. I think it's 90.3. Is that right? 90.3? Uh, 89.3. 90.3. Or no. Difference. Yeah, I can't remember. Shoot. I think it is 89.3. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. You're right. KUGS. I did a hardcore radio show up there in Bellingham. But enough about me. I'm talking with Brad Lockhart. He made the Bellingham flag. Dude, that's nuts. Uh, yes. His band is called Dryland. They have a record out now. It is called Dances with Waves. Uh, first off, before we get into everything, talk about the record, talk about your art, talk about the music videos coming out and whatnot. I want to check in with with everyone I talk with and how are you doing, man? Like, how's how's things going in your world? Excuse me, going in your world. Uh, how are you staying safe, staying sane, all that stuff? Yeah, uh, it's it's going pretty good. Um, keeping myself very preoccupied with uh, passion projects, we'll yeah. say. Yeah, uh, I like everybody else, or not everybody, but a lot of people, you know, lost a significant amount of work uh, when the virus struck. I'm a self-employed freelance uh, graphic designer and animator, so had pretty much all my projects canceled. Damn. <laughs> but, but you know, whenever that happens to me, I usually take the opportunity to focus on my own mm-hmm. personal projects, yeah. which... You know, I would consider the music to be one of those things in addition to other art projects, um, which are keeping me very busy. So basically all day I'm, I'm working on making up new designs and, yeah. uh, part- partnering with more people. But, uh, yeah, we're getting through. I mean, the whole band, my whole band is in different, in a different situation, which we can talk about more. One is a politician fighting to save venues in Washington state. Yeah. And, and she's a venue owner herself. Um, and we've got, you know, blue collar folks in the band that, that couldn't do their kind of more construction end jobs for a few weeks and that sort of thing. So we're all, we're all adapting. Um, it's hard not being able to play together every week, Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we, there's an end in sight. So we're just trying to stay positive. Absolutely, man. And, and, and before we get into a lot of stuff, I want to ask you, uh, personally, uh, so if, we're, you know, there's a lot of negative news coming in. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of just obviously bad, real stuff going on in the world. If yeah. you were having a day where you're inundated with this negativity, 
or, or like uh, maybe just having a real crap day. Uh, what is an mm. album that you can go back to that will center you or give you some strength? Album that I can go back to that will center me? Yeah, well, maybe or- maybe just a positive uh, vibes album that you can put on and, and, and will kind of refresh you. Totally. Um, you know, a weird thing about me is that I when I, I like to just like zone out when I mow the lawn. Okay, yeah. And when, when I do that, I always tend to listen to like 60s, 70s, like dance hall reggae. Nice, okay. Um, so I think there's a band called Burning Spear, like oh, a yeah. reggae band I from that think... period. Yep. Burning Spear. I can't think of particularly any album, but I know that like when the earth feels like it's falling apart, I just like pop on the, the earbuds, mm-hmm. put on the shades, go in the, <laughs> go in the yard mow the lawn and just listen to the reggae and just feel the island vibes, you know, just cause it's like no, nothing can hurt you when you're in those vibes. It's the most dad answer I've heard for that question. Yeah. Just like, just, just crank up the Jimmy Buffett and call it good. Yeah, exactly. Put the sunglasses on. Uh, yep. The croc. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, let's, let's talk about the record. So it's, uh, it's, uh, Four songs, I believe. Is it four or five songs? Let me see. Yep, yep four, four songs. songs. And it's the debut EP from you guys, and uh, it's called Dances with Waves. You guys are, I've been playing you guys on, on Latin Local, the song No Celestial Hope. So if you've heard that, and you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, let's, let's talk about, I guess, how did you guys all meet? Um, how did, what's the kind of uh, origin story for Dryland? Yeah, so it goes back a long ways. Uh, the, the principal songwriter of the band, his name is Ryan Clapper. He's the guitarist. Yeah. He and I actually met, I want to say, in second or third grade. Oh, my God. We, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, we, we met in rural Whatcom County in the early 1990s. Um, quickly became friends, uh, started, you know, played sports together, skateboarding, that sort of thing. Uh, I think when we were 13 years old, uh, we decided we wanted to be rock stars, just like most 13 year olds. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I got a really crappy Squire Stratocaster guitar for my 13th birthday and he got uh, a rogue electric bass. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we just started jamming in our parents' uh, garages from that day on, basically. Um, a few years later, we, we lived out in the county and then Bellingham is kind of like the big city for Whatcom County. Um, oh, we yeah. started. We started skateboarding and, and meeting friends in Bellingham, got acquainted with two brothers, Luke and Ryan Greer, who um, we started our first band with. So this would have been like 2000. Um, so we started playing like pop punk and eventually it kind of turned into sort of more uh, like post hardcore, kind of like the Blood Brothers sort of era yeah. of rock. Yeah. Um, then we all sort of went our separate ways. Um, I worked on a folk project for a number of years called Baltic Cousins. Um, Ryan Clapper, meanwhile, joined, I want to say, like eight different metal bands. Like, he's definitely the most prolific player in the band. Uh, he played bass and guitar. Um, but it wasn't until 2014 that he started deciding he wanted to write more mid-tempo uh-huh. uh, metal. metal. And, um, I had never really played metal before. I, you know, I went from the like punk to the kind of folk, um, mm-hmm. but I'd always, you know, admired, uh, heavy metal. We, as just an art form. And, uh, so he invited me to become a vocalist. Um, I had spent also some time, some in the band Black Eyes and Neckties, which I think I talked to you about a little course, bit via yeah. email. Seen you guys. Yeah. And, 
Totally. So Ryan Greer, the guy that we met when we were kids, also played in Black Eyes and Neckties. Um, then we split up for, I want to say, five or six years. And then he ended up joining Dryland. So it kind of all came full circle. Clapper invited me to sing, and then we invited Ryan to play guitar. And so it's actually some of the same core people that we were playing with, you know, 20 years ago. Um, but Dryland itself, yeah, is, is like five or six years old, I want to say now. And this is uh, our second recording technically we released a, a full length in uh 2017 nice dude okay well yeah. i got that wrong but uh oh no that's all right <laughs> uh it's 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 interesting bellingham so living there for a few years it's it's interesting because there's always something going on but it's such a transitional town because or city rather uh because of the college and so like new kids will come in right. start a hardcore metal band you know and then graduate and then you know the people that are still around they'll they'll try to hold it down a little bit but you know, it's, it is a transitional thing, so it's cool that you guys, uh, you know, are from that area, and, and you guys are holding it down and, and actually, you know, doing things yeah. within Bellingham. Uh, so many college kids will come in full of like, uh, you know, passion and 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 eager to make starry eyed. Yeah, exactly. Hardcore yeah. punk metal music, and they start these bands, and then once mm-hmm. in, then the, a lot of cool stuff happens, and then they'll graduate and transition out. But totally. then, then there's the the core of Bellingham people. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, black eyes was certainly one of them. And I remember I saw black breath a lot and, yeah. uh, uh, shook ones mm-hmm. was what was yep. one of those bands. Uh, all and, good friends. Yeah. yeah. And they all, and you guys had this core, but, uh, and even, uh, there was a couple other bands, typical ACE. Um, yeah, those are good buddies too. Yeah. So there was a bunch of like rad local uh, Bellingham bands, but it was such a transitional thing. What's it like for you to uh, grow up in Bellingham? Is that is that something you've noticed as well? Yeah, definitely. Like I think uh, one thing I found is that Bellingham is sort of like a chapter in a lot of people's lives. Um, but then there's some people like me where it like is is our life. If that makes sense. Like yeah. it's. It, it kind of defines us, and so we stick by it. But also, I'm also one of those people that has moved to Seattle and back over the years a few times. There's actually something that they call the Bellingham Curse. I've never heard of that. I heard yeah, Dave, Dave Larson talked about that one time. From uh, really, yeah, it's kind of a joke, but it's basically the idea is that if you lived in Bellingham, like you can't escape. Like you'll move to Portland, you'll move to Seattle, but eventually you'll <laughs> you'll move back. Oh my um, god. So I, I do see that happen sometimes. I see people move to, you know, start a successful band in Bellingham, move to Seattle, um, and then eventually they just come back. Uh, so it kind of goes different directions, you know. Well, if you're going to come back to a place uh, and have to constantly be coming back to a place, I'd say Bellingham is probably the most beautiful curse. Uh, yeah, beautiful curse is a great description. Yeah. In- incredible, uh, like, and, and, and also, like, you know, talk about transitional in the summer when, when there's not as many students around, it's uh-huh. so good. The vibes are so chill and sleepy paradise. Yeah. So right now Seattle is pretty sleepy. What's Bellingham right. like? Is it, is it like sleepy <laughs> to the 10th degree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we haven't really left our house besides to go to the grocery store and to yeah. kind of escape, escape to some of our little outdoor spots that we like, like mm-hmm. the beaches and the parks and stuff. But Oh yeah, it's certainly just completely barren, like like the rest of the United States, you know. 
Crazy. Well, uh, l- l- let's talk a little bit more about some positive stuff here. So, so of course, uh, the, you got the the second album, uh, which is available now. Is it? Wait, first off, is it available now? Can can people stream it and, and purchase it? Yeah, absolutely. So they can buy. Uh, we've got vinyl and CDs, and then of course digital downloads available on Bandcamp. Yeah. So uh, Dry Island Heavy Band. On Bandcamp is our name, and then um, it is streamable on Spotify, and I, I think it's pretty much on all the platforms that you would stream music on at the moment. I would suggest to, to try and – I've been trying to support as much Bandcamp as I can in this time where, where bands – uh, you know, can't play shows and stuff. And, and I did want to mention that something I was, I was looking up, uh, this morning when I was just laying around in bed, scrolling through my phone, $7.1 million given to, uh, artists, uh, directly because of, uh, Bandcamp waiving their fees this past Friday. So incredible. Yeah. So great. This is awesome. Um, so, and they're doing that a few more times, right? Every yep. first Friday of the next few months. Yep. In June and July and, and, uh, mm. Yeah, man, they're they're outdoing themselves, and I think that uh, honestly, uh, this isn't me shilling for Bandcamp, but I think that their uh, their fee is is very very uh, understandable. Like they have a very small fee, so it's not like absolutely, it's not like their fee is that crazy, and 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 them waiving it is, you know, uh, like a godsend or something. But it is something that is a positive thing, and. And uh, it's a good platform. So I just wanted to uh, quickly mention, if you can, just download the Bandcamp app and, and, and check it out and give some direct support to artists uh, if you can. So that's my little uh, you know PSA here for the music community. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, before we get into one of your songs, I wanted to uh, uh, ask you about, um, you were talking about how one of your musicians in the band is an elected politician? Yeah. Our bassist, um, Holly Huffman, she was recently, um, just this last, uh, I believe it was November, yeah, in the last election, uh, she was elected to serve on our uh, city council, which... That's so cool. I, I didn't really understand the power of city council until just a few years ago, but it actually actually is a pretty important position, and you, know, you make decisions right up there with the mayor and really all the other leaders of the yeah. town, so she's... Uh, working really hard right now to um, petition or, um, yeah, I suppose petition is the word, to save music venues across Washington State um, on a statewide level because she's also a a music venue owner. She owns the Shakedown in uh, Bellingham. So, yeah, she's working her butt off right now um, to try and basically preserve uh, our musical culture here in our state. So big kudos to her, Holly Huffman. Oh my God! I, I would love it if you could get me in contact to interview her sometime or something. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. She's 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 very busy right now. She's oh, I would doing, imagine, yeah. You know, city council meetings over Zoom, and then oh my God, obviously chairing a bunch of boards and stuff like that. But uh, I'll, I'll reach out okay. to her for sure. Yeah, I would love to you know pick her brain about some of that stuff. But uh, so mm-hmm. you personally, the downtime, um, well, not really downtime, but you're you're. All of the time, you're working on visual art and animation and stuff. And there's a video you're you're working on for Dryland right now. We got to see a little uh, little teaser. Um, so mm-hmm. you, uh, first off, I guess I'll ask, um, how did the whole creating the actual official Bellingham flag thing start? That's a pretty huge thing. That's definitely going to like live beyond all of us, probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Right? Hopefully. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I've been a, I've been a graphic designer, um, since 
gosh, probably at least 10 years now. Awesome. And I was, I was working in a studio and, um, they had an unofficial contest to design a flag for Bellingham. And I entered having grown up in the area, you know, I really had a good understanding of the culture and the history and things like that. So I came up with a design that was just sort of basic, followed all the principles of flag design, which are um, pretty important to creating a successful flag. So I uh, chose like meaningful colors and symbols, um, submitted it to the contest, which it eventually won. And it was an unofficial contest, so it didn't actually become official right away, but we were able to then promote it to the community, um, donate it to the public domain so that anyone could use it however they wanted to. And um, that just kind of grew the popularity from there. Um, it eventually led to the city council of Bellingham before our base player was on it. So back when I had no affiliation with them whatsoever, um, they eventually adopted it officially in 2017 so now it's yeah the official symbol of the city which is pretty awesome that's crazy man and uh yeah wow so where can people go to actually look at that and and look at some of the art that you've created yeah so my uh freelance design studio is called lariat l-a-r-i-a-t uh creative so if they want to look that up or you could just even just google search the phrase or word bellingham flag and my website will be one of the first things that pops up um, but yeah. And then if you want to check out some of the cool versions of the flag I've made over the years, uh, bellinghamflag.com has a bunch of cool stickers and pins and shirts and stuff like that. You also have a board game. Is that right? A bandana yeah. game? So tell me about the game, uh, because yeah, it's, so it's this something is... that's being worked on right now or. Yeah, it's just a couple days old actually. So Monday of this interview, I, I put it up on Kickstarter uh, tried to raise $2,500, ended up raising that in six hours. Yeah. So now we're, now we've sold several hundred of them at this point, I believe. But basically I, I really love, uh, bandanas. I collect them and I feel like it's a great way to collect artwork from some of your favorite illustrators. Cause a lot of people are screen printing bandanas with illustrations nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I made one for Bellingham last year that the people were really fond of. And I decided like, I should probably, you know, make one for the state. So I, drew this cool map with all these fun landmarks and creatures and things like that, um, on this map. And then my business partner, who was also named Kevin, uh, decided that he, he, he was a big gamer. So he was like, you know, it kind of looks like a game board already. What if we just created some rules and some dice and came up with some funny inside jokes, you know, where you interact with the game board and their real life things in Washington state. And that's how the idea was born. So we call it the Evergreen Bandana Game. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I've been promoting that this week, and it's been going really well. And that's kind of one of those projects I was talking about where when you lose work, you kind of got to – sometimes you got to make your own work. Dude, uh, congratulations. Thank you. What is a Peruvian bear for? <laughs> What is a Peruvian bear? You don't know what that is? I, uh, I, I mean, I can imagine. How dare you? You said you lived in Bellingham. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's a that's a pretty uh, popular uh, drink from Bellingham. Oh, it okay. is. It is a shot of spiced rum dropped into a pint glass that has Pabst and orange juice in it, and it tastes like a creamsicle. So it's kind of like a kind of like the trademark obnoxious 
college drop shot drink of Bellingham. Um, nice. But I came up with a funny uh, design for it a couple of years ago. I assume that's why you asked me. Yeah, it wasn't just a random question out of nowhere. No. Okay, good. I'm looking at this, the store. I wanted to, to support you in some way. And uh, yeah, there's a trinket oh, yeah, yeah. and sundries of Vice Bradley James Lockhart on uh, right. lariat.bigcartel.com. And if you want, you can get a Peruvian bear T-shirt and you can wear that to yeah. church. Um, you could. You absolutely would be led inside with that. But I don't think anyone's going to church these days. And if they are... Well, then they're breaking some sort of rules. But anyways, uh, enough about church. Uh, let's get into one of the songs. Let's get into uh, a song here, uh, No Celestial Hope. This is the one that we've been jamming on Loud and Local. And, uh, yeah, is there anything you want to say about this before we jump into it? Oh, it's just a fun song with really big riffs. And uh, it's basically a, a story about uh, not... Not not wasting your life seeking for an afterlife, but rather enjoying the actual life that you have now. I like it. Positive vibes, man. Here's Dryland. It's loud and local. Stay home sessions.
Back here on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions, talking with Brad Lockhart from Dryland, and uh, he is a Bellingham musician. So my first question for you, Brad, we all know the big four of thrash metal, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica. Being a longtime Bellingham musician, what is the big four of Bellingham rock? Oh, man. Of all time. Big four of Bellingham rock of all time. Damn, that's a great question. Should I be talking um, to Brent Cole about this one? Uh, we would probably have the same answer, honestly. <laughs> so you can just talk to me about it. Okay. Uh, Bellingham rock. So we're not doing any other genres. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you well, could, you could expand if you want. It's, okay. Okay. Well, we'll we'll stick with uh, rock in the pretext. Uh, definitely Death Cab for Cutie. Obviously, uh, that's a big one. Oh yeah. Black Breath, who we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. They're the, the best boys. Rest in peace to the Poison Wizard. Yes. Um, Federation X was always my favorite Bellingham band. I think that they were one of the most influential, definitely way more influential on me than any other Bellingham band. Okay. Um, and then I would say probably the Trucks. They were one of my favorite electronic-y kind of rock, uh, Riot Girl kind of bands. Right on. And and put those yeah. all together and you get dry land, right? Uh pretty much. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> uh either way, dude, that's a that's a good that's a good list, man. I, I dig that. Uh also shout yeah. out to another cool Bellingham band that's that's going on right now, a band called Cavern, doing some Death Doom stuff. So Oh yeah, those are cool guys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh all right, so now let's go back in history for your personal music uh pedigree. And even if it's even if it's embarrassing, especially if it's embarrassing. What's especially the embarrassing. first album, CD, tape, vinyl, whatever, physical format? It might have been at the mall at Sam Goody or something. First CD that you purchased your own money, like you spent your own money on, not given to you as a <laughs> present. First CD I spent my own money on. Yep. Um, I think it would have to be like the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody else remembers that one. I mean, I it was definitely do. a big one. I mean, I would have been in 11 or 12, so, I, yeah, I definitely had CDs before then, but I, I feel like that was one I probably bought from Circuit City. I was a big uh, fan of the Toy Story soundtrack. Oh, wow, really? Randy Newman, yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. Newman. Yep. I do love Randy Newman. He's the best. Uh, right on, man. So from there, uh, what got you into heavy music? Or maybe not heavy music, but what got you into, like, you know, punk or... Or, uh, yeah. you know, kind of more rock and roll stuff. What got you into that? What was your, uh, your, you know, light bulb moment there? Catalyst. I think it would have been skateboarding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, growing up in rural Whatcom County, it's like um, you don't really have a lot of outlets to hear music like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I liked skateboarding, and then I, I started, you know, buying, like, Zero and... Uh, birdhouse and videos like that uh which yeah. you get vhs you get vhs tapes sent to you in the mail via these catalogs um so i started list- watching these skateboarding videos and then just getting really excited by these punk songs um this probably would have been when i was yeah 11 or 12 um which led to like i said earlier me and my best friend just trying to make our own music because of the mu- music that we'd heard on these skateboarding videos that's awesome, man. Uh, I, I remember watching all those videos, and, and uh, wow, yeah, well, I remember watching Shorty's videos and, and Baker mm-hmm. Baker 2G. Even the CKY videos, those uh, CKY, yeah. those originally were just like skate videos. And 
look what happened there. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then obviously, you know, you, you get into music and you start playing music and, and here we are today. Um, so we want to get into one more song here, uh, before I let you go, I have one more question for you, Brad. Uh, if you could pick four albums that, uh, have made a distinct positive impact in your life, dude. Four albums that have made a distinct positive impact. Yeah. On you personally. Woo. Woo. Uh, let's see. Like, just like, I think milestone albums for me personally would yeah. be, I think Operation Ivy's Energy yeah. was a huge one. I remember, you know, cause I liked Rancid, of course, cause they were the more like commercial user friendly one. But then when I heard Energy, there was just something about it that just changed the way I thought about music and, and particularly lyrics. Um, I think the lyric, the poetry and the rhythm of, of Jesse Gander or mm-hmm. Jesse. Yeah. I think that's his name. I can't remember. Uh, his lyrics really inspired me. Um, then there's a band from Denver, Colorado called 16 horsepower that I discovered, uh, probably around the age 18 or 19. Okay. And they were kind of like a dark Gothic country band. And at that point in my life, I had really only listened to punk rock and pop punk and stuff like that. And they kind of broke the seal open for me to start listening to more kind of folk and country and twang music, which is probably my favorite style of music. Yeah, um, my uh, my friend, I think he uh, went on tour with King Dude and and uh, one of the guys who was in 16 Horsepower, his yes. current project? What, what's Woven that? Hand Woven is Hand. the name That's of, right. That's yeah, right. so the, the main songwriter is uh, David Eugene Edwards, so yeah. 16, Hor- 16 Horsepower was his band that he started in the early 90s, uh, and then he took some time off, and then he started Woven Hand, which has gone kind of back and forth from folk to almost like post-rock. And I believe he even put out a record on um, uh, Jacob Bannon's label, Death Wish. Death yeah, Wish. Yep. yeah, which is great because he's a Christian guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, and he's not like a, he's he's a very openly Christian spiritual dude who put out an album on this like you know brutal metal label, but it's just good music, right? Like you can't you don't judge people anymore uh, well, based mean, on their th- beliefs, but there's uh, I mean the thing about it is there's like satanic black metal bands that have covered 16 horsepower oh yeah exactly totally. so yeah. obviously it resonates and and it's not it just, you know it's not it some just speaks like, to people exactly yeah so yeah definitely 16 horsepower was huge um trying to think of other ones that are influential i, I you know i didn't really i, I kind of got onto towns van zant kind of later than most people but um his kind of style of uh, Travis picking, finger picking, and then like storytelling and songwriting is definitely like huge to me. Um, I want to say probably like um, maybe his second record is my favorite. Um, I can't even think of the name of that right now, but definitely just any record by towns was, was a huge, huge deal to me. Yeah. Um, So that's three, three, one more. I should, I should probably say a heavy metal album since, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the local and I'm going to say a uh, black breast razor to oblivion EP yeah. because, uh, cause those guys, uh, you know, obviously were friends and, uh, they had been playing this kind of like that was, they were still sort of in their party hardcore phase before mm-hmm. they kind of became death metal. But like, man, those shows were just like so fun. And I can still listen to that album 
and just crank it up and just just feel all the good vibes. And uh, it definitely inspired me to kind of uh, feel like I I could be in a metal band, you know, because Neil has always been such a nice, approachable guy. Yep. And, uh, you know, he just turns he would just turn into this monster on stage. And uh, that's kind of what I what I like to do as well. You know, be a be a nice person off stage and a maniac on stage. Awesome, dude. Well, that's that's four good, great selections. And what was that venue that was right next to Everyday Music? I saw I saw Black Breath there a few times. Cheerabins. Yeah, that place was cool, yeah. man. That was actually played the last show that happened there, and our guitar player smashed his guitar through the wall. <laughs> oh my god! With black eyes. Yeah, black eyes and neckties. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. Well, uh, I guess you know it, there, there's no real end in sight as to what will happen. I mean, and that that's a negative way of saying it. What Rather, here's a way to rephrase that. Things are changing every day. Who knows what's going to happen yeah. next? Um, mm-hmm. But what are some of your personal goals for the band? And, and, and uh, you know, what would you guys like to accomplish, you know, in the next couple of years if, if it's uh, possible? Uh, yeah, I mean, just being a band again, obviously, is going to be huge. Yeah, that'd um, be good. <laughs> <laughs> Like we recorded this album, you know, almost a year and a half ago, and it took us a long time to finally decide to put it out. And 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 when the the COVID hit, we already had a release show booked, and we already had some hoping, some plans of tour and everything. Um, and then at some point, we just said, you know, the world needs riffs, so we're gonna put it out. And uh, yeah. we're really happy. We're really happy the way people have responded. So. I think just ideally we want to get back to the place that we were in before this all happened, where we can practice every week, play a handful of shows every month, you know, go on little jaunts yep. uh, around the around the West Coast, Northwest, if we can. We we all you know have our lives that maybe don't allow us to tour six weeks at a time, but I just I think my goal personally is for music to always have a place, a significant place in my life. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily define me. Like I, I always, I want to define it, I suppose. It's a good way so to put it. I think that's what, I think that's how my whole band feels too. You know, we've got parents and we've got politicians and so yeah. lot, lots of, lots of things come and go, but uh, I just, I guess we just always want music to be there. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to talk about uh, everything going on from art to your your uh, people in your band doing politics and and working for underground uh, all ages and and and, and independent uh, venues and, and music spaces and you uh, doing some positive things, man. I appreciate it and uh, check out Dryland, support them. What, uh, why don't you throw out the uh, Bandcamp link one more time? Totally, it's a uh, Dryland Heavy Band uh, dot Bandcamp dot com. Right on. We're going to go into The Sound is a Sword, or I'm sorry, The Sound a Sword Adores. I knew I wasn't going to get that right. <laughs> no uh, worries. And the band is uh, Dryland. Again, their album is called Dances with Waves. Pick it up. Four songs of radness. Uh, any final words before we jump into it? Oh, no. Just party on, brothers. Party on, brothers. All right, here we go, man. It's Dryland. Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks, Kevin.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.